Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Congress is wrapping up business this week. We have the story. I'm Rodney Price. The Wichita City Council will vote on a proposal to upgrade the city's website. That story is coming up. I'm KNSS Meteorologist Dan Holiday. If you've still got some Christmas shopping to do, looks like from now through Wednesday is the best time to do it. Cold Arctic air and the chance of snow arrives by early Thursday. Our complete forecast is coming up. The final days of the current Congress will include major announcements and funding the government. How to fund the government before Friday's deadline is a big agenda item this week for lawmakers. A bipartisan deal for the entire fiscal year has been struck between some lawmakers, but it could face some opposition from Republicans who'd like to see a short-term resolution to fund the government until January when the GOP takes control of the House. The omnibus could include the Electoral Count Act, a bill that's meant to protect the certification of presidential elections. The committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol will hold its final hearing today, where new evidence could be shared, and there may be a possible announcement concerning criminal referrals being sent to the Department of Justice. The committee is also expected to release its final report this week. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. Gasoline prices continue to fall across the country. Industry analyst Trilby Lundberg has the latest numbers. We have another steep decline in the price of gasoline. Regular grade at retail just fell 28 cents per gallon in the past two weeks, and the new price is $3.27. This makes for a 72-cent price drop over the past 10 weeks. Lundberg also predicts that further drops could be coming in the future, but oil prices may increase as well. Tulsa has the lowest national gas Average at uh, $2.50 per gallon. Honolulu, the highest at $5.05 per gallon. A man from Pretty Prairie is dead after a single car rollover crash in Kingman County. The Highway Patrol reports the accident occurred sometime Saturday. 30-year-old Carson Becker lost control of his Ford Fiesta, left the road, rolled several times into a ditch where his car came to a stop on its roof. Becker was pronounced dead at the scene. Authorities are unsure of the exact time of the crash. They say Becker was not wearing a seatbelt. An 18-year-old man was hospitalized after he was critically injured in a northeast Wichita shooting. The shooting occurred Friday in the 4200 block of North Delrose. Police say the wounded man was involved in a disturbance and was shot by a 16-year-old boy, wounded several times in the upper body. Police say they located and arrested the suspect Saturday morning in the 1300 block of East Kemper. Victim's name has not been released. The Wichita City Council will vote on a proposal to upgrade the city's website. That's one of the items on the council's agenda at Tuesday's meeting. The city will vote on a proposal to select Civic Plus from Manhattan to improve the layout, design, and search functionality, among many other upgrades. The new website will cost the city around $184,000 in year one, Wichita.gov is scheduled to go live by the third quarter of 2023. The council will also discuss salary and classification ordinances for next year, along with their 2023 insurance program and engineering permitting software and permit fee increases. Rodney Price, KNSS News. With Title 42 expected to end Wednesday, the White House says the end of the restrictions will not lead to an open border. But lawmakers continue to speak out about the restrictions ending. 
Fox's Lucas Tomlinson explains from the White House. Republican Congressman Chip Roy blasted Democrats earlier on Fox News Sunday, indicating this is all by design to get more migrants into the country. Democrats want to simply throw more money at the border and then process more human beings while they're getting abused. They're the ones using them as political pawns for their crass political purposes. They're using the Hispanic community. The White House insists the border is not open. Late Friday, a federal appeals court here in Washington ruled Title 42 would not be extended, dealing a blow to many lawmakers who hoped the courts would extend the pandemic-era policy that dates back to World War II and used by the Trump administration to stem the flow of migrants. KNSS News Time now, 8.04, four minutes past 8 o'clock. It was a win for the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. Just. We'll tell you all about that coming up in sports. Sundown Sunday began the annual observance of Hanukkah. That story coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. This morning news with Stephen Ted now. 8.08. Eight minutes past 8 o'clock here on a Monday morning. House Speaker, Kansas Speaker of the House, Dan Hawkins, tells KNSS News he's happy with the leadership team in Topeka. A leadership team's going to be a little bit different than it's ever been before. You know how it's been in the past. You know, the top three always did everything. And, you know, I've thought, you know, more hands make lighter work. So those, uh, those the, the assistant majority leader and the whip and the caucus chair will be working really hard with us. And so I'm looking forward to really getting the team settled and getting into a flow. It's a few, few weeks off yet. It's coming really fast. Uh, January 9th is when we start. Dan Hawkins, a guest on the John Whitmer Show last night on KNSS. Another day, another poll question from the Twitter boss. Elon Musk continuing to shake things up at Twitter, asking users on Sunday if he should stay in charge of the platform after admitting he made a mistake by banning mentions of rival social media sites. Twitter announcing users will no longer be able to link to Facebook, Instagram, Mastodon, and other platforms the company described as prohibited. That move generating so much blowback that Musk promised not to make any more major policy changes without an online Online survey of users. Musk tweeting, quote, my apologies won't happen again, unquote, and launching a 12-hour poll asking if he should step down, adding, quote, I will abide by the results of this poll. Paul Stevens, Fox News. Sundown Sunday began the annual observance of Hanukkah, marked by the lighting of the national menorah. The ellipse within sight of the White House has hosted the lighting of the nation's menorah for decades. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland, who has family members who survived the Holocaust, delivered remarks assuring the safety of the Jewish community to celebrate will be protected against bigotry and violence. That is our legal obligation. But now more than ever, all Americans have a moral obligation to stand up against such hate. The menorah will be lit each night for eight nights. It has been done on the ellipse in Washington since 1979. Gernal Scott, Fox News. KNSS time now, 810, 10 minutes past 8 o'clock. Looks like the traffic volumes here in the Wichita area uh, still heavy in some places, but uh, overall kind of dying down a bit. Uh, just really not seeing the kind of really heavy volumes that we... Uh, had been seeing out there. Uh, otherwise, traffic conditions looking pretty good on the roadways here in the Wichita area so far this morning. 
Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We'll see areas of light rain come to an end and move on off to the northeast. And we expect to be mostly cloudy and a bit breezy throughout the rest of today. Our high 43. With a cold front moving through after midnight, Tarlow 22. It'll be sunny on Tuesday with a high 29. And a winter storm system will arrive late Wednesday night and Thursday. The blast of Arctic air. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. 8-11 now. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And uh, we have the, uh, okay, we have the, uh, the, the Congress is about to adjourn. They got their last week here, and uh, with us this morning to talk about that and outline some of the events, I guess, is Jared Halpert. Good morning, sir. How are you? How are you? I'm oh, well, thank you. We're cold here. I don't know who you are in Washington, but it's cold. Uh, it's really cold this morning, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, had to get out the ice scraper for the first time. Oh, all right. That is a season, at least. Yeah. Okay. So what's happening this week as these these folks are wrap up their session well, here? A couple of things we're going to be looking for. One is obviously before um, they leave for the end of the year, uh, Congress is going to have to pass an omnibus bill, one of these big appropriation spending bills to keep government open. Uh, the idea is to pass uh, before Friday uh, what we call an omnibus. It's all 12 appropriations bills wrapped up in the one big uh, legislative bundle, probably in that $1.6, $1.7 trillion range. Uh, that will be a Senate product. The Senate has been negotiating that. There is a, a framework agreement in place. And so now it's a matter of uh, getting everybody, uh, I, I guess, sort of educated on what's in it and, and trying to get those votes through uh, as quickly as possible. The House, then, we would expect would come in later this week, probably Wednesday, Thursday, uh, if the Senate has passed it, to, to do the same and, and get that to the president here before the end of the week. Um, the other big issue we're going to be looking at, it, and it happens this afternoon, is the January 6th committee in the House. Uh, their last public hearing is this afternoon. We expect that there will be votes on criminal referrals. So, in other words, uh, asking the Justice Department to uh, look in the criminal behavior of former President Trump. Um, it's largely symbolic. The Justice Department with the uh, special counsel appears to already be doing that. But nonetheless, it, it sort of uh, puts a bow here on the uh, the work that the uh, committee has done before they release uh, their final uh, public product uh, on Wednesday. Well, with regard to all that, uh, with this next year we're going to have a whole new mix, and uh, uh, because of uh, the way things shake out, there are mm-hmm. going to be more investigations, but they're going to be of different different types, different uh, different viewpoints, right? Yeah, no, listen, I think both the House and the Senate are going to flex some uh, some subpoena power, right? That's sort of the beauty of having the majority in Congress. And, and Republicans in the House have made clear that they want investigations in the, you know, the DHS secretary and the business dealings of Hunter Biden um, into uh, the decisions that were made uh, as it relates to the COVID pandemic and, and Dr. Fauci. And so those are definitely going to move forward. But keep in mind that the Senate now has 51 Democrats. Um, And why that is important instead of just 50, as it has been for two years, is that that gives subpoena power now to uh, Democrats in the Senate. And so um, there would be a potential, there would be an opportunity for some of these Senate committees to pick up where the House committees uh, over the last two years have been working on. And so I do think that in the absence of sort of um, a a kumbaya moment here between the two parties, uh, you're going to see an awful lot of investigations both in the Senate and the House. You know, there's certain issues that we get. We get a lot. They, they just draw a lot of media attention, and it's usually the ones that are so contentious between the parties. But 
Yeah. It's, it, isn't we really, there's a lot of business, a lot of business gets done below the radar just by people cooperating and getting along here in, in the House. And I think and you've seen a lot of that this year, right? I mean, look at what was done with the infrastructure bill. Look at what was done um, with chips, that, that semiconductor funding. And even something that has been as tough to, to thread the needle on politically as gun control, trying to respond to what happened in Uvalde, Texas. And you saw uh, Republicans and Democrats in the Senate come together, uh, pass um, something that neither side would have wanted to do on their own, but nonetheless, uh, legislation that addresses mental health, that addresses uh, some school uh, funding issues, school security issues. Uh, again, things that uh, in a is as toxic an environment as this sometimes feels that it is wouldn't get done, which lends, I think, to your point that there is still an awful lot of, of cooperation that is happening. Uh, just doesn't always get as much attention as some of the more contentious issues. All right, uh, Jared, thank you for your time and your reporting this morning. We appreciate it. Fox News Radio's Jared Halpern with Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And we check in with our Fox News correspondents from time to time and and uh, just to get a little more information about what's going on. You know, Santa can't always make his way through the chimney during the holiday season, instead opting to leave presents on the porch. According to a new report, porch pirates have been just as busy as the delivery men with 260 million packages stolen off porches over the last year. 260 million. The report comes from SafeWise, an online guide to security and safety products. It found that stealing items off porches has become more common with estimates being at 210 million a year ago. And if you want more information on that story, check out our webpage, knssradio.com. We've got... uh, some more information there on that. Of course, you know what else is also getting uh, more and more common out there are those uh, security cameras, you know, the ring doorbell cameras and the the, the different wireless uh, cameras you can get to, to hook up to your home. So, well, I don't it, know. And it's uh, nothing could be more aggravating than somebody stealing something off your front porch. But right. You know, that happens a lot, as but we know. Winding up with a nice picture of somebody's face who's doing it's also, you know, a little rewarding, I suppose. <laughs> All right, 817 now. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And uh, let's take a look at sports this morning. The Kansas City Chiefs with another big victory. And they've, they've won their uh, their conference uh, division here for a seventh year in a row. Yeah, seventh year in a row they've won their division. The AFC West uh, now got that cemented after a win uh, in Houston on Sunday facing the Texans. But it was not pretty. No, no, it was not pretty. In fact, Houston led most of the game. They got on the board first they led at halftime they scored more points than the Chiefs did in the third quarter but the Chiefs however did manage eventually to tie the game and even with the seconds left in the game they actually had a chance to win it but Harrison Butker missed that 51 yard field goal that would have sealed it in the final second so that game went to overtime in overtime the Chiefs almost gave up the game again Uh, They got the ball first, went down the field, didn't manage to get any points out of it, had to punt. They punted it away to the Texans, but then it was a huge play on defense that uh, wound up more or less winning the game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Here's the call. You heard it right here on KNSS. Agunbowale is the running back. The quarterback is Davis Mills. Texans ball at their own 13. Snap the Mills. Looking left. 
She's trying to pressure, and now Mills will scramble. Gets across the 15. The ball's out. The ball is out. And the Chiefs trying to fight for the ball. Looks like the Texans might have it. They jump on it at the 26. Willie Gay Jr., does he have that football? The Chiefs, they still have not given the signal for the Chiefs. And now they do! Willie Gay Jr. recovers a fumble in overtime at the Houston 25-yard line. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of excitement. Yeah, there's a lot of fighting at the bottom of that scrum yeah. for that football, too. It's a little, uh, little unclear who may have really actually had it. But, yeah, Willie Gay Jr. came out of the pile with it, so they gave it to the Chiefs. And the Chiefs managed to uh, score... Just a little bit later on a uh, big run from Jarek McKinnon, 30-24. to 24. The Chiefs get the win, but it was was not pretty. It was very close. Next up for the Chiefs, Christmas Eve game Saturday, hosting the Seattle Seahawks. NFL Monday Night Football on KNSS right here tonight at 6.30. Uh, tonight, Monday Night Football, the Los Angeles Rams in Wisconsin facing the Packers. Uh, very low-scoring game Saturday for the Shocker men. Shockers hosting Oklahoma State at Intrust Bank Arena. And they went one for 21 from three-point land. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not so good. <laughs> they lost 59-49 to uh, to Oklahoma State. It, interesting, uh, that particular uh, matchup, Oklahoma State versus Wichita State, the visiting team has won that matchup the last seven times they've played. The Shockers have won three straight at Gallagher-Iba Arena, uh, but the Cowboys have won their last four trips to Wichita. WSU wraps up the non-conference portion of their schedule Thursday night against Texas Southern at Charles Koch Arena. Uh, tonight at 6 o'clock over on KFH, it's the WSU Coaches Show with Isaac Brown, followed at 7 by the Coaches Show with women's basketball head coach Keith Adams. Uh, the Wichita State coming off of a 72-42 to win over Southern University Friday night in Charles Koch Arena. Uh, the Wichita State women have won six straight home games dating back to last season. And Wichita State heads into the Christmas break with a matchup versus Wyoming on Tuesday, December 20th. That'll be at 6 p.m. Other college basketball notes from the weekend. Uh, number eight, KU handles number 14, Indiana, on Saturday, 84-62, to game wasn't really ever in that much doubt. Next up for the Jayhawks, KU hosting Harvard on Thursday night. K-State playing in Kansas City Saturday night, hosting Nebraska in the Wildcat Classic. The Cats got the 71-56 win over the Cornhuskers. That's sports on Stephen Ted in the morning. 821 now. Keep it here for the Hannity Morning Minute. Republicans must make some adjustments, he says. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh here on KSS. 8.30 here on a Monday morning in 38 degrees. A man suffered critical injuries early Sunday morning in a crash just west of downtown Wichita. The accident occurred at University and Osage near Kellogg and Seneca. The driver was ejected from the vehicle and was hospitalized with critical injuries. 
Kansas Attorney General Derek Schmidt tells KNSS News it's time for him to leave the AG's office. Although I personally would love to continue to serve, uh, you know, it, it, it's time to have some fresh ideas and some fresh uh, perspectives there. So these aren't supposed to be lifetime appointments, and, and it's time to uh, let somebody else have a turn. And, and Chris Kobach is going to be a great attorney general for the state of Kansas. The voters have hired him. We're doing our best to hand the office off in, in better shape than we found it. Derek Schmidt was a guest on the John Whitmer Show Sunday night on KNSS. The House January 6th committee is wrapping up its investigation into the violent 2021 U.S. Capitol insurrection. At a final meeting scheduled for today, the panel's seven Democrats and two Republicans are poised to recommend that the Justice Department consider criminal charges against former President Donald Trump. Such a recommendation could also target associates who helped Trump launch a multifaceted pressure campaign to try to overturn the 2020 election. Authorities in Ukraine's capital city say it's being targeted in a new attack and a critical infrastructure point has been hit. The statement this morning came three days after what they described as one of Russia's biggest attacks on Kyiv since the beginning of the war. The Kyiv city administration says more than 20 Iranian-made drones were detected over the capital's airspace and at least 15 were shot down. It added that a critical infrastructure point was hit without giving more details. There are no immediate reports of casualties. The Pope reveals a surprising secret. In an interview with a Spanish newspaper, the pontiff revealed that he has an out should ill health prevent him from performing his responsibilities as head of the Roman Catholic Church. He said that shortly after his election in 2013, he wrote a letter of resignation that he presumes is being held by the number two in the hierarchy of the Vatican, Cardinal Pietro Parolin. Francis, who just turned 86, has had his share of health issues, most recently surgery in 2021 to repair a bowel problem and a bad knee that required the use of a wheelchair for several months. Francis's predecessor, Pope Benedict XVI, became the first pope in 600 years to step down following health woes of his own, a decision hailed by Francis, which led directly to his papacy. Karen McHugh, Fox News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. We have a cloudy sky this morning with scattered showers pushing on off to the northeast. It'll be breezy at times with a high 43. Colder air will come in after midnight, tarlow 22. Sunny and dry tomorrow with a high 29. And a more significant winter storm system moving in late Wednesday night and early Thursday with Arctic air. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now a cloudy sky, 38 degrees, and we have a southeast wind at 10 miles per hour. Stephen Ted in the morning here, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, 834 on a Monday morning. Time for entertainment news. The Blur with Jed Chambers this morning, Jed. Well, one of the big entertainment news stories earlier this year, of course, was uh, Britney Spears, the conservatorship that her father had over. Uh, a lot of people saying, you know, that shouldn't happen. Finally, that conservatorship uh, was ended. Well, father's finally, Britney Spears' dad finally speaking out about the whole thing. He says that she might not be alive today had that conservatorship not happened. 
Here's more from Fox's uh, Marianne Rafferty. 70-year-old Spears says in an interview with Daily Mail that he saved his daughter's life and saved her from her darkest days, saying, quote, Not everybody's going to agree with me. It's been one hell of a time, but I love my daughter with all my heart and soul. Where would Brittany be right now without that conservatorship? And I don't know if she'd be alive. I don't. Spears going on to say, for protecting her and also protecting the kids, conservatorship was a great tool. Without it, I don't think she would have got the kids back. But Brittany, often telling a different story in a recent YouTube interview, she says her dad, quote, controlled everything I did, even saying he bugged her phones during her 13-year conservatorship, also accusing him of having her committed against her will. So according to him, her darkest days lasted 13 years. And of course, he, he managed to get, you know, that, that means he manages all that money. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. It's been one year since the end of the singer's conservatorship held by her dad, which led to the Free Britney movement online. Many celebrities backed the cause and eventually led to a judge ruling that Spears' dad should end that conservatorship. The greatest game of all time. That's how soccer fans are describing the uh, end of this year's World Cup and its uh, star. Lionel Messi inspired Argentina to victory in the World Cup final. Fox's Jonathan Savage has this report on reactions from all over the globe. From a victory parade through the streets of Qatar to the raucous main square of Argentina's capital and everywhere in between, this is Chennai, India. The soccer world was stopped in its tracks by a thrilling World Cup final. Tied at two all at full time, each team scored once more in extra time before the Argentines won a nail-biting penalty shootout. French President Emmanuel Macron saluted his losing team's heart and unity, but the fireworks were reserved for the winners. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. Yeah, two goals scored in extra time, and it all goes down to a shootout. That's an incredible finish for a soccer match. So, uh, congratulations, Argentina. Winners at the World Cup. Highly anticipated sci-fi sequel igniting the weekend box office. Fox's Kathleen Maloney with more. Avatar The Way of Water didn't make as big of a splash as many expected. The way of water connects all things. Before your birth and after your death. But a $134 million debut ties it with The Batman as the fourth highest domestic debut of the year. After five weeks in the number one spot, Black Panther Wakanda Forever slides to second place with just under five and a half million in ticket sales. Universal's holiday thriller Violent Night comes in third, selling $5 million worth of tickets. Kathleen Maloney, Fox News. That might be some bad news for... Disney, that $100 million opening for Avatar The Way of Water. I mean, that sounds like a lot of money, but, and it is a lot of money, but by some estimates, that movie has to clear $2 billion to make a profit. They'll make it. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Wasn't as big an opening as they were hoping for if they have to get to $2 billion. <laughs> So we'll see how that all works out. Uh, the rest of the lineup for Luke Bryan's Crash My Playa Fest is announced. I don't know anything about it, but Fox's Michelle Polino does. Luke Bryan's annual Crash My Playa Music Festival is almost here, and the rest of the lineup for the January 19th through the 22nd festival was released with new additions Chase Beckham 
and Alana Springsteen. No relation to Bruce. Joining headliners Chris Stapleton and Cole Swindell in Riviera, Cancun, Mexico. Also hitting the beaches, Carly Pierce, Ashley McBride, Brian Kelly, Chase Rice, Dylan Scott, and DJ Rock with special appearances from Lionel Richie and Dustin Lynch. The all-inclusive venue includes food, drink, 24-hour room service, outdoor activities, and a signature golf course. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Now it's a bunch of country music people. I didn't recognize any of them except for Lionel Richie, so there you go. <laughs> Alyssa Milano, 50 years old today. Teen Idol playing Samantha on the 1980s sitcom Who's the Boss. Uh, later starred on Melrose Place and Charmed. Guest starred on My Name is Earl. Also for a very brief moment in the early 90s, she was a pop, she had a pop music career in Japan. There you go, Alyssa Milano, 50 years old today. Uh, today is... 78th birthday, Steve, of Tim Reed. Of course, WKRP in Cincinnati's Tim Reed. Hey, Mr. Carlson. Hi, Adidas. What's happening? I don't know. I lost track about 3.30. (laughs) Did a bomb go off in here? Sort of. We had a press conference. We had TV crews and then reporters all over the place. Out of sight. Yeah, it was pretty far out of sight. I'll tell you that we had a group of crackpots standing over there. They were they were attacking everything. They were attacking rock and roll, WKRP, me, and pay toilets. <laughs> Tim Reed, Venus Flytrap. Yeah, yeah. WKRP Those in Cincinnati. Going in there. Seventy-eight years old today. It was on this day in nineteen ninety-seven. The premiere of the epic drama Titanic. Titanic. Yes. Based around the backdrop of, of course, the sinking of the <laughs> titular ship. It broke all box office records upon its release. Current take is over $2 billion, only surpassed by 2009's uh, James Cameron's Avatar. So, yeah, James Cameron, pretty good director there. Uh, would go on to tie Ben-Hur for the most Academy Awards, won by a single film, Eleven. And that included Best Picture and Best Director. Titanic premiered on this date in uh, 1997. A slightly different uh, movie opening we'll talk about now. A Clockwork Orange opened in New York theaters on this day in 1971. Fairly different from Titanic. It was adapted and produced and directed by Stanley Kubrick based on the 1962 novel by Anthony Burgess. The film explores the violent misadventures and rehabilitation of a sadistic gang leader portrayed by Malcolm McDowell in a dystopian future. The controversial film was nominated for multiple Academy Awards, included Best Picture and Best Director. I've got just a little bit of Clockwork Orange for everyone. Here we go. Hmm. It was me. That is Alex and my three droogs. That is Pete, Georgie, and Dim. And we sat in the Corova milk bar trying to make up our razoo dogs what to do with the evening. The Corova milk bar sold Milk Plus, Milk Plus Velocet, or Synthamesque, or Drencrum, which is what we were drinking. This would sharpen you up and make you ready for a bit of the old ultraviolence. <laughs> Clockwork Orange premiered on this day in 1971. 
The inaugural season of the National Hockey League kicked off on this day in 1970, uh, 1917. The National Hockey League emerged from Canada's National Hockey Association. Uh, the first season kicked off with a game between the Montreal Wanderers and the Toronto Arenas in Montreal. Teams that survived the Great Depression and World War II eras are now dubbed the Original Six. Those teams were the Boston Bruins, Detroit Red Wings, Montreal Canadiens, New York Rangers, Toronto Maple Leafs, and it is Leafs, and uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And to celebrate that, I've got a clip from Slapshot, <laughs> Paul Newman. He's uh, he's getting uh, Denis to explain the penalty of slashing and being put in the penalty box. What is uh, slashing? Slashing is um, like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, there's a penalty for that? Yeah. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame, you know, mm-hmm. and then you get free. <laughs> you feel shame. <laughs> I also love how he just, how he uh, actually physically, <laughs> oh, slashing is like that. <laughs> Works out pretty good there. Happy birthday to the National Hockey League. The Music Man debuted on Broadway on this day in 1957. After years of development, a change of producer, and almost 40 songs written, 22 of those songs were actually cut out of it. But they wrote 40 songs, or just under 40 songs for uh, a Music Man. The original Broadway production, produced by Kermit Bloomgarden, directed by Morton DaCosta, choreographed by Anna White. It opened on this day, 1957, at the Majestic Theater. So it's uh, opening day for The Music Man. Man. And finally, another debut. This one goes a little ways back. 1843. What was first published on this day in 1843, Steve? The Witches Are Eagle. Uh, No. No. Uh, that would be Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol, sure. Yeah, this was the day it was first published. Inspired by his own experiences, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol has never gone out of print since being first published in 1843. Adapted countless times in various media and formats, including this one. Mickey's Christmas Carol. Here's Scrooge McDuck getting a visit from his old partner, Jacob Marley, who was played by Goofy. Ebenezer? Remember when I was alive, I robbed the widows and swindled the poor? Yes, and all in the same day. Oh, you had class, Jacob. <laughs> yep. No, no. I was wrong. And so as punishment, I'm forced to carry these heavy chains through eternity. Maybe even longer. So it was on this day that A Christmas Carol was first published in 1843. That's all we have for the blur today, Steve. 845 now coming up. We've got a Wichita Business Journal report on the way. Local banks remain optimistic about the coming new year. That's on the way. Steve in the morning here on KNSS. Steve in the morning, KNSS, 850 on this Monday morning. Three big things. Kansas City Chiefs win seventh straight AFC West title, defeating Houston 30-24 to in overtime. Big drop in nationwide gas prices down 28 cents in two weeks to an average of $3.27 a gallon. 
Congress wrapping up business this week. Report of January 6th committee expected today. Three big things, Stephen Dead on KNSS. Traffic today, well, the traffic volume's uh, winding down just a little bit right now. The traffic conditions in Wichita still looking pretty good out there. And the gasoline prices down a little bit. Two sixty nine a gallon is actually pretty easy to find uh, this morning. Uh, Two sixty nine a gallon, uh, easy to find. Like I said, however, uh, two sixty five did spot that on South Hydraulic north of I one thirty five. Traffic update from ninety eight seven and thirteen thirty KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. A thirty percent chance for morning rain and snow. Then cloudy today. With a high of 43 degrees, mostly cloudy and cold tonight, the overnight low 20. Tuesday, partly sunny and cold. Tomorrow's high, 28 degrees, cooling off tomorrow. Now a cloudy sky, 38 degrees. We have a southeast wind at 10 miles per hour. The Monarch in historic Delano featuring seasonal handcrafted cocktails. Perfect for the holiday season. Menu and info online at monarchwichita.com. Well, we had a down day Friday as the stocks closed. Uh, the Dow down 282 points. S&P down 43. NASDAQ down a 105. Now beginning trading today and this week. Uh, the Dow is down just 10 points. Uh, S&P is down 14. And the NASDAQ is down 86 points. So we're starting off on a down note again today. And uh, Wichita Business Journal update this morning. For Wichita's banking sector, there is no doubt industry dynamics have shifted from 2021, when pandemic-driven government programs and stimulus checks helped drive lump jumps in the commercial and consumer deposits. But even with a potential recession looming, executives at some of the city's largest banks say they have reasons for optimism heading into 2023. Jesse West, director of commercial banking at Fidelity Bank, says the banking industry has had tremendous liquidity loss, and we're not immune to that, but that commercial deposits and Fidelity Bank overall have been resilient. Jay Smith, president of Interest Bank, says inflation and other factors drive cost increases. He is seeing businesses use money retained earlier in the pandemic to fund additional operating costs or, in some cases, business expansion. So there's some business news this morning from the Wichita Business Journal. Ted Woodward had the day off, took a day off, the well-deserved day off today, so... Uh, Jan and I have been here with you this morning. Thank you for, for stopping by and checking in with us. Yeah. I'd like to say uh, last Friday, had an interesting day last Friday. Gave away $98 at the Taco Bell at Kellogg and Greenwich Road. A young man and his younger brother, they were jumping around like crazy. We gave them an envelope filled with $98 cash. We're going to do one more. That's the Taco Bell Christmas giveaway, and we've been doing it for several years. After doing that, my wife and I uh, headed out to Angelo's. Hadn't been there for a while. Had some lunch. Just the two of us, a nice romantic lunch on a Friday afternoon, and enjoyed ourselves. Saturday night, illuminations with my family. Uh, well, everybody but one granddaughter was there. So we had a great evening at uh, Botanica, beautiful evening, and uh, beautiful weather. It wasn't bad at all. Then after that, we went out to dinner again with, with my family and ran into a, an old friend, Bruce Silsby, who's the uh, general manager, sales manager at uh, Donovan Auto here in Wichita known Bruce since oh well many many years and he and his wife were there we said hello to them so yeah we had a we had a great week and a lot of things going on and uh I tell you what I didn't get much shopping in that's for sure Jed said at the shopping center town east it was just too 
Too too many people there for him to even get out. Yep. Yep. Well, Didn't anyway. want to bother with it. Uh, uh, an interesting victory for the Kansas City Chiefs. They are challenging this year and that you just never know what's going to happen next. And they just about blew it yesterday with a lot of penalties. and <laughs> Came very yeah, close. And a couple of blown. <laughs> yeah, but they did. They won. Yep. And then won their division. And congratulations to the Chiefs. Of course, we're the home of the Kansas City Chiefs here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Coming up, the Glenn Beck program. Jason Whitlock is hosting. Glenn's taking a day off. And at the top of the hour, our news here on KNSS. Congress wrapping up its business this week for the year. That's coming up here at the top of the hour. Hey, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Lash Show, and news updates all day. Stevens Head of the Morning, 98.7 and 13.30, KNSS, Wichita. Today's high, 43 degrees. Right now, 38.